Welcome to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. This is episode number 21, where Krista Hartman shares two different years of Dr. Roy Mitchell's famous Crema del Sol Sherry with a group of professionals in the Texas wine industry. Listen to their tasting notes of the two sherries, which were bottled 17 years apart. Hi, this is Jeff Copeland. If this is your first time listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast, welcome. <laughs> and if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Today we have Krista Hartman actually is, in, is leading this podcast, and we're talking to Texas winery owners, winemakers, and wine growers. So thanks for joining us. So Krista, we have what now? We have Dr. Mitchell's 2011, mo- oh, excuse me, 2015 most recent bottling of his La Bodega Mitchell Sherry. And? And we have a 1998 La Bodega Mitchell Sherry that was the last bottle before it moved from La Buena Vida to Homestead. Okay, so we've now poured, I think, the latest bottling. Is that correct? So we have first? Uh, Tim Drake. From? Flat Creek. And? Estate. Winery. Yes. And what, what's your opinion of the latest bottling? Actually, it's really nice. It's got nice uh, smoothness to it. It's it, in the alcohol's balance, a little, little bit of sweetness, good nuttiness in there. I like it. Good enough. And next, Bill Scrappers from Premier Wine Blends. And uh, this is uh, nutty, as nutty, nice, smooth alcohol. It's it's not too overwhelming. And I'm drinking it from a coffee cup. It's like a payday. <laughs> and I'm drinking it from a coffee cup, and it tastes great. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> and we have? Hi, this is Mike Baytech from High Meadow Winery. That's uh, uptown, uptown High. And, <laughs> and, and I'm drinking from a Starbucks cup. And uh, I'm, I, I am very much enjoying the uh, sherry. I've got a bit of a sweet tooth, but uh, it's very balanced. The sugar doesn't come across as uh, overly aggressive, and I I really enjoy it. All right. So then we have uh, Ian from the Nice Winery, and um, it has a very nice creaminess to it. And it's also got that kind of the pithiness, like when you like chew on a handful of walnuts, kind of. But it's really nice. I enjoy Ooh, it. That sounds like a certified sommelier description right there. <laughs> I'm not certified yet. <laughs> All right. And now we have... Yes. I, I, was, I was thinking about those nuts. Who do, who do we have? Uh, this is uh, Fritz Westover with Westover Viticulture. And I'm now... Um, I, I have actually the only proper wine glass of about three people in the room, and I have to say it does do some justice. There's a, a good straw honey character that I'm picking up from this that really stands out well, and I think that that brings out a lot of character. It's not too sweet, not too dry. It's pretty much going to go wonderful with a vanilla bean ice cream. Excellent. That, that is Ooh, nice one. Pairing. All right. And we have... I agree with contestant number four that it is quite nutty. And what's your name? And where are you from? Well, we'll get to that later. And and then and also contestant number six that it would pair well with those things. <clears throat> but uh, the thing I like about it is the it, that it's not too hot. The alcohol balance, the sweetness is really nice. This is Monty, and so um, 
From Barzeev Winery. <laughs> so, who said that? Monty from Pulciano. Monty from Pulciano. <laughs> but yes, Dr. Mitchell's sherry is quite nice. And, and also agreeing with contestant number four, it is creamy. Hence the name, Crema del Sol. Oh, nice. And KK? I like it because... I could put it with something caramely like creme brulee, or I could, during the Halloween season, it would be perfect with a caramel apple. It would be delicious. And plus, I have a soft spot for Dr. Mitchell, so what's not to like? Yeah, absolutely. All right. I think that's all we have for this round, so we're going to try next the... April of 1998. All right, so we got, we got the 9098 poured now. And let's let's go see the opinions of that one. So, uh, Bill Scrappitz with uh, Premier Wine Blends, and uh, I gave this a lot of air, a lot of swirling, and uh, I get a lot of caramel, a lot of uh, nutty flavors. Uh, it's quite nice, quite smooth. Uh, originally, straight out of the bottle, it had a little bit of a waxy uh, note to it, but that's gone away completely. Excellent, thank you. Um. I like this one actually uh, better than the the latest bottling. Uh, I feel there's uh, it it actually is a little more has a little more depth to it. Uh, the alcohol sugar balance is a little more skewed towards the alcohol side, but uh, I really like this one. Okay, one. great, thank you. That was Tim Drake. So uh, this is Ian at the Nice Winery, and I have tasted back and forth several times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and where am I? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, and uh, and not in my, it's it's not Kansas. Yes, my per- personal preference is for the older one, but uh, I like the complexity that the older one has. But uh, I do think that some people who like the stronger nose and the stronger uh, mouthfeel and the alcohol will choose the younger one, or they might find that better. But it might. My personal opinion, I like complexity a little bit more mellow, a little bit more uh, what I think is interesting. Uh, that's it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. This is Bruce Wayne with Bat Bodega. And uh, I find that this wine is beginning to fall apart. I think it's a little unbalanced. The alcohol is a little too high in this. It's a little uncomfortable. And I also detect just a little bit of Brett in this. Okay, thank you very much. Hey, this is Mike from uh, High Meadow Winery. And it's pretty interesting tasting, uh, same product, very, very different in age. I mentioned before I have a sweet tooth, so I gravitated to the first because the sugars are come, come more into play when you're tasting it. This one, sugars are definitely downplayed. Uh, the... Oxidation from uh, just the age in bottle really increases the depth of it, but I'm a shallow person, so I like I like the younger one. All right, next. Come on. And do it. Do it. Fritz, you gave me your opinion before. Okay, so so I'm I'm gonna taste the second one again. They kill Fritz. 
And I will say it's much more complex. It's got more depth. It's got a longer finish. Uh, it does not have the immediate pleasures of the earlier sherry. And the, the, the youth of that sherry, along with its complex caramel and honey, and this it's, it's more converted into a little more oxidized character, which is known to be a character of sherry. I love it. I probably would go to this as a standalone drink. If I was having a dessert, like we were pairing before, I'd have the first one because it would stand up better. This one is a more standalone sherry. Absolutely. Excellent. Thank you, Spritz. And KK, the final word? Well, the final word is we're blessed with Dr. Roy Mitchell continuing to make his sherry despite the movements of the sherry from place to place and place to place. He continues to go and make the sherry. He bottles it by hand. He labels it by hand. He puts all of his effort into the careful movement from barrel to barrel in his special system of the Solara sherry to keep it alive for us to enjoy. And we all need to raise our hat to Dr. Mitchell to appreciate his continuing the sherry. Very good. All right, so thanks, everybody, for helping us uh, taste the cherry. That'll do it for this episode, so until next time, cheers! Thanks for listening to the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. If you would like to read the show notes and see the photos included in a larger size, check out the blog post at texaswinelover.com. Be sure to check out our archive section on the website for previous podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash TXWineLover. Plus, we are also on Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Join us next time for another episode of the Texas Wine Lover Podcast. Thank you.